Good evening, and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program, sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Welcome and thank you for joining us on this Sunday night for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah and I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage and tonight we will continue our conversation on the book of Genesis by discussing day five of the creation week. If you would like to join in on our conversation tonight, give us a call. Our studio phone number is 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, it has been two weeks, and I hear that you're still celebrating your birthday. I guess I guess so. It's been a long celebration. One of our families took me out yesterday to uh, the Peter Luger Steakhouse. First time <laughs> ever I had a Peter Luger well, I act that well, I, so I'm thankful for day six of creation okay. because the the land animals, <laughs> the cattle. But we're going to talk about day five tonight. Yeah. But another thing is, while I was eating steak, Phoebe was really enjoying the butter. <laughs> she just she had butter all over her face. I say, okay, Phoebe, you eat the butter. Chloe and I. Hi, Chloe. How you doing? You enjoyed your steak too, right? Give a little shout out. To That's Chloe awesome. Tonight. Yeah, so we had a we had a great time, and I'm still enjoying the the uh, the Carvel cake as as well that that you got me. I haven't even finished that. Okay, so we have with us two special guests, one who specialized learning all about birds in college, Dr. Esther Hahn. Even though you you're, you're not a bird doctor, you're I an, eye doctor. an eye doctor. Okay, yes. but you learned a lot about birds. I did. Okay, so we're we thank you for being with us here tonight, and we look forward to you sharing. And we have a, a sister for the first time, Sister Angelica, yes. is with us. How are you doing, Angelica? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. And I, I hear you like fish. Yes, I do. So this is perfect. We're talking about birds of fish tonight, day five of creation. Mm-hmm. So, And where are you from originally, Angelica? I'm from the East Village, New York City. Oh, wow. Yes. Born and raised Born and it, raised. right here in the city, yep. just a few blocks from where we are. Yep. Well, good. Maybe you'll, we'll, we'll reach out to some of your friends tonight. Okay, so good to have you with us tonight, Angelica. And and Micah, you had an important week as well, didn't you? I did. I was down in uh, Texas with some extended family celebrating the life of my grandfather who passed away. I talked a little bit about him last week. But, yeah, we had a good week down there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you had a safe trip, brother. And I'm sure it was nice to be with your family. And I know your grandfather touched a lot of people. He was a preacher of the gospel, and he touched many with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, We had – I'll I'll just share this quick testimony – my grandfather's grand niece was there and she sat through all of us, you know, sharing about my grandfather and how he used to pass out tracks and witness to everybody he met and go to people and sit in their kitchen tables. And she had said, she got up toward the end and she said, it's just so incredible because she had asked her grandmother, who was my grandfather's sister, she had asked her years and years ago, she's long since passed, but she said, why was it that our family came from Russia? So that side of the family, they're German, but they lived in Russia. Why was it that they came to the United States? And and her grandmother's answer was religious persecution. Oh, so wow. she was just so 
odd to sit there and say, this family who came here for religious persecution is now in a country where they can share their faith freely. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty amazing. Amen. I'm glad you're still sharing your faith, brother. Amen. You do it well. Amen. So it's such a blessing to have you each week. Oh, thanks, Pastor. At my side, my sidekick here, <laughs> co-host, Heritage of Faith Conversations. Well, we welcome you tonight, dear friends. And if you have anything to pray about, we have two wonderful sisters, all of you asking for Jessica or Sister <laughs> Esther out there to get a special prayer from one of these two godly women of God. Give us a call right now. That's 929-333-3739. I can do that with my eyes closed. That's 929 333 3739. Give us a call. Maybe you're going through something. You just want somebody to encourage you in the faith. And, and we're talking about, you know, Michael, we're talking about the birds and the fish tonight and mm-hmm. things. And, and just there's so many verses in the Bible that speak about how God cares about the, the little birds. Yeah. Like, uh, like Psalm 84, it says, The sparrow has found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, mm. where she may lay her young, even God's altars. Psalm 84. Mm-hmm. And then I love in, in Luke chapter... In, in Luke chapter 12, in verse 7, Jesus said, Fear not, are not five sparrows sold for two farthing? Not one of them is forgotten. Not one of them is forgotten before God. Mm. And so we just call out to our listeners, say, God has not forgotten you. God has a place for you, just like he has a place for the sparrow in the house of God. Mm-hmm. He, he will not forget the sparrows, dear friend. He will not forget you. And if we can encourage you tonight with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, call us again right now at 929 333 Three seven three nine. So we're going to read Genesis chapter 1, day 5 tonight, verse 20 through 23. I'll start us off in the reading, and we'll go right around the table. Genesis chapter 1, verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Amen. Amen. Let's okay. pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for day five of creation. We thank you that we're able to have this conversation, Lord. We do thank you, Lord, that we are able to share the gospel freely, Lord, over the airwaves in this country, Lord. Uh, please bless our conversation tonight. Bless every listener out there. Bless everyone who calls in, Lord, and give us a great program. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk about God's abundant blessing on day five, and we're going to look at five awesome words from day five. Right here in the text, five great words that, and four of them are mentioned for the very first time in the scripture here in Genesis chapter 1. The word life is found for the first time. God made living things. Things that, another word, is that move. First time the word move is in the Bible. They were living and they were moving. Hmm. And then God says, I'm going to bring them forth abundantly. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time we see that word abundantly in the scripture. And then we see the word that, that God made great things. Not the first time we see great things. He already made great sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. But this is the second time he made great living things in abundance that could move. And then the first time we see God bless anything, God blessed the fish and the fowls of the air, the first blessing of God. Mm so that they could reproduce after their kind. So these are the five words we want to look at. 
they live, they move, they were in abundance, they were great, they were blessed. So this passage rocks, man. And we're going to look at these five features of God's creatures on day (laughs) five. I didn't mean to rhyme there, it just happened. Okay, so let's first talk about these living creatures. They live. And that word there is nefesh. It's a very important word, isn't it, Micah? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us about this word. What did you find out about it? Yeah, so it appears first here in Genesis 1, verse 20, and it speaks of all moving creatures that have life and breath. The same word appears more than 700 times in the Old Testament and is most often translated as soul or life. And these creatures with nefesh, which God created on day five, are totally different than all that God had created on days one through four, in that unlike the light and the atmosphere and the plants and the stars, these are created beings. They have consciousness and personalities. They breathe either through lungs or gills, and they have relationships. So when I think about life, I also think of reproduction and parental care for their young. So have you ever seen... Video footage of a whale nursing its young calf, mm-hmm. swimming wow. yeah. right alongside, you know, constantly protecting it until the calf grows into adulthood and can live independently. Or have you ever seen a mother bird build a nest and lay her eggs and then methodically rotate her eggs to incubate them? And once the baby birds hatch, the mother feeds them with all the food that she gathers. So life is hard work, and we see it here first on day five. That's right. That's beautiful, Micah. And plants don't do that. You know, plants are living cells, Mm -hmm. but they don't have that kind of consciousness and care that that you just so beautifully referenced in the whales and and the little and the little birds and what god made as well living he made so many such a variety of mm-hmm. things right things that fly mm-hmm. things that swim yeah. he made big things like whales he made beautiful things like peacocks and and job 39 even talks about the wings mm-hmm. the feathers i should say mm-hmm. feathers wings the, the, the feathers, feathers of a peacock and and God says gavest thou the goodly wings unto the peacocks or wings and feathers unto the ostrich and so they're they're parts of God God's creation they didn't evolve clearly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he made big things and beautiful things and one of my favorite fish is the the blob fish <laughs> blobby things he made big things beautiful blobby things and they're all for his glory yeah. and so things that live Amen Amen All right so the second thing we see, the second key word is not only do they live, but they move. Yes. Yeah. They move. So fish and fowl are moving creatures. So let's first talk a little bit about the fish. And Angelica, as we were talking to you about this program, we heard that you have a special interest in sea creatures and fish. And why is that? I think it's a God-given interest, and it stemmed from my childhood when Mm -hmm. my second-grade teacher gave us all a project to do on animals, and I chose the moon jellyfish. And um, ever since then, like when my dad would take my brother and I to the New York Public Library, we would rent a, a VCR tape from about... Um, sea monsters and they had a documentary on like giant squids and the Lake Champlain monster and then in the third grade um, I was given our classroom was given an opportunity to visit the New York Aquarium where they had the beluga whales at the time Uh and the beluga whales were like super ginormous 
um, Michelin man looking whales <laughs> with um, the melon head and yeah, um, Michelin man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I just want to make sure I caught that. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Because okay. they're they're yeah. like completely white, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're also like called the canaries of the sea because of their um, communications underwater, like their their whistles and all that. And then um, by God's grace, I was even able to volunteer at the New York City Aquarium back in 2018 um, in the wow. fish department. Wow. Oh, right. And there um, I was able to, you know, go behind the scenes and, like, check the water temperatures, um, clean the fish tanks and do water changes and feed the fish. And, you know, it's not a glamorous job, but, you know, the Lord, he has given us, dominion to you know take care of the fish and all that mm-hmm. and so um i do i do believe it is a god-given interest yeah that yeah. that is beautiful and then god gave you that interest and then you were able to really learn more about it and and get into it as you volunteered at yeah. the aquarium and i've always enjoyed the aquarium too i remember as a kid my dad took us to coney island and we yeah. would get a, a hot dog you know at nathan's mm-hmm. and then he'd bring us over to the new york aquarium and yes, yeah, when you're a little kid and you see this, the, the sharks swimming around in the in that big tank and mm-hmm. the and the and the other large fish, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And it's very relaxing too, like how they set the atmosphere with the calming music and you know the beautiful sea creatures with that have multiple colors. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So another reality, you know, about fish is is their movement. Yeah. I mean, their movement is so amazing in various ways the the speed at which they move the the distances at which they move uh, in their life and and so Micah what are some examples that you have found about the incredible movements of fish in the amazing way God's created them? yeah well the one that really stuck out to me was I had seen a video a couple years ago and there was an inter- interesting discovery back in 1995 off the coast of Japan where deep sea divers found these ornate symmetrical sand circles on the seafloor, which nobody could explain. So a team of researchers went to work, and they finally figured out how they got there about 10 years ago. And it turns out that there is a tiny male Japanese puffer fish that creates these remarkable formations to attract a female fish to mate with. So this male fish, which is only five inches long, he he goes about his work. He spends 24 hours a day for seven days straight to create these amazing circular patterns. he doesn't sleep? He doesn't sleep for seven no. days. Oh, for seven days? For de- seven days. That's longer than I could go, for sure. <laughs> and, and these circles in the sand, they measure seven feet across, and he does it by laboriously flapping his fins as he swims along the sea you floor. You've got to seek that female, right? You've yeah. got to seek him out. <laughs> he works really hard. Women like to be pursued. So yeah. He, and this, <laughs> the female pufferfish, she then comes and inspects the designs, and if she likes what she sees, she lays her eggs in the oh, center wow. of the sand, and the male then fertilizes the eggs, sticking around another six days after that to guard them so i've seen Does the underwater sleep during video. that time uh, he must, uh, i don't know he must after the seven days of work I, I didn't get you that know if detail. i had to stay awake that long yeah. to like get my wife uh-huh. i would have been a mess she wouldn't even have liked <laughs> me if i had to stay up for like seven days i would have been so grumpy and irritable yeah. anyway, but i just thought it was so unique that's an amazing yeah. that is amazing yeah. story you know so when i try to research this out I, i'm i'm kind of a more simple kind of a person micah so i would like I, I'm wondering, what's the fastest fish, you know? And, and I found out that the fastest fish is the sailfish. Mm-hmm. It can swim at 68 miles an hour. That's speeding. You know, I mean, it would get a ticket in New York City. That's amazing. And then the salmon is also quite incredible in how they are a phenomenon of nature 
and how they, they, they return to the place of their birth as they go to, uh, to lay their eggs and spawn, and then they die. And so salmon travel up to 900 miles, 900 wow. miles, and they climb upward to 7,000 feet. That's and they can make jumps as high as 12 feet high. Oh, well. I mean, that puts Michael Jordan to shame. 12 I mean, feet? Yeah, 12 wow. feet. 12 that's feet. That, that, that salmon could dunk the basketball if it could put it in its mouth. I mean, <laughs> that's an amazing, amazing thing. And uh, th- just to spawn. Yeah. So it's really cool. Fish are amazing mm-hmm. in their movement. And one of the things that God has given them for that movement is the scales. The scales of a fish are like the snowflake. You know, it's in other words, every scale of every fish is different. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. they're all unique. Every scale on every fish, wow. and of course, one a scale of one fish is different from another. They're all unique, but then every scale on each fish is different. It's uniquely shaped and designed just for that spot of the fish. It's like the armor. It's protective, but it also aids in its movement. And the the scale of every fish shouts that there is a designer. So Esther. We're talking about fish here, but let's try to move over to birds because I know that you've studied a little bit about birds, and I don't know how you did this since you were you were studying to become an eye doctor, so you'll have to let us know. Sure. But birds, tell us about birds and how they move and, and the design of birds, the amazing creatures, and what interests you about them. So as I was listening to past episodes, Pastor, I realized that you made several references or, or the panelists made several references to the answers in Genesis. So I actually went to that website yeah. just to confirm what I, um, what I knew already. But as I prepared, I also learned so much biblically based information about creation and evidence against evolutionary theory. But to go to the bird flight information, mm-hmm. I was so impressed by the unique design of the bird. Right, from the skeleton of the bird, even the design of the wishbone, right? That's supposed to help flight. Um, to each individual feather, which is then attached to an individual muscle, which we'll go into more, but it's individual. And even the tail is used for navigation. Breathing is very specific. They don't use a diaphragm. It's these muscles that contract. They inhale and exhale at different, there's different purposes than we do for inhale and exhale. Um, but for the wing design, that thrust lifting and the lift mm. of the birds that they need to fly, the wings can conform in infinite combinations, right? Each muscle, each feather, they can do infinite combinations to, to wow. create that flight that we see that's so smooth. And It is amazing, too, you know, like if you watch a bird, like, mm-hmm. start its flight, and each one is different, mm-hmm. but some are just so, mm-hmm. like, boom, they're yeah. just, like, in the air. It's incredible. And then some are very smooth. Yeah. Like it, it looks like they're just gliding. Right? Yeah. And some it looks like they're killing themselves to stay in the air. It looks like, is it going to, is it going to fall, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so when I was reading through it, um, there is this uh, researcher, David Lentic. Um, he's an aeronautical uh, engineer, but also a biology researcher. And so he was at Stanford. Now he's in the Netherlands and he is studying aerodynamics of bird flight. Hmm. And then he, what he's trying to do is get that information to then apply to new technology. Um, but recently he did a talk, a TED talk, and he said that, you know, till this day, like this was a 2015 talk, a scientists really don't understand the details <coughs> of bird flight. Wow. wow. So even to this day, wow. researchers, they can't explain it. Hmm. Like that's how amazing God's like design of the wings were. Yeah. And, and nevertheless, evolutionists say that 
the scales of a fish evolved into the feather of a bird, which is unscientific mm-hmm. because one kind does not right. become another kind. Right. And actually what evolutionists speculate, that this is only speculation, is that the scales became frayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and through the fraying of the scales, the feathers developed, of course, over millions, millions and billions and of years, you yeah. know. But a feather is not something randomly designed yeah. out of a mistaken fraying of a scale. Hmm. A feather is a highly complex structure that is intertwined together with an amazing structure of of a stem and barbs and barbules. I mean, go online and just see the design of a feather, and it's amazing. Yeah. So that perfect design, Pastor, um, you know, when I was at Cornell, I was a neurobiome and behavior major, Mm -hmm. and part of our intro, like, introduction to that major is to take animal behavior. So that's why we learned so much about birds. Um, So we also had a lab, like a lab of ornithology or the study of birds at Cornell. So all that research they did, they put into that class. So Hmm. we had all this research about animal behavior. But there were two courses, that course and my genetics course, um, that you know, that helped me understand um, the perfection and design. Hmm. But just to, as an intro, my intro bio class, right, even the professor, they started the class saying that the assumption to this class is that the theory of evolution is true. No other theories will be considered, and I assume that was for a class, you know, when Mm. you took your exams, you couldn't answer questions with a creationist background. Um, And this attitude was in most of my classes. But honestly, and at that time, I didn't have a biblical basis to believe one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But after taking this animal behavior class, my genetics class, um, the only conclusion I could come up with is that there had to be a creator. Mm-hmm. Evolution couldn't create this level of precision, this perfection in design, um, whether it was unique animal be- uh, mating behavior, just like Micah had described, right, or their behaviors for carrying their young, or the beautiful complexity of the human genome mm-hmm. and how each cell divides and replicates. The, the, the beauty of how genes turn on and off and what we were learning, it was just too perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, there were nights where I would walk home back to my dorm room and be like, I, it just, it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. And I would go home amazed, yeah. like, uh, just uh, trying to meditate yeah. and understand. So there has to be a creator. Yeah. Like, it can evolve, like, like yeah. you were saying. Actually, yeah. I would ask your, your uh, teacher, I would say, okay, so if you're telling me to just accept evolution as a fact and not even to question, question, uh, question this, this theory, I would ask him, what did a platypus evolve from and see what he has to mm-hmm. say because you know a platypus has a bill mm-hmm. like a duck a beaver like tail hair like a bear web feet <laughs> like an otter it has claws like a reptile it lays eggs like a turtle it has spurs like a rooster it poisons like a s- snake wow. it has sharp venomous stingers on its heels and then it builds burrows like a rabbit so what animal did the platypus wow. evolve from? That sounds okay. like one of the beasts in the book of Daniel. <laughs> or yeah. um, I'll give another example of bird movement with no real good explanation. We've all heard of the carrier pigeon, which is a type of dove yeah. known for its incredible ability to find its way home, even when it's a thousand miles away. Mm. And there's evidence yeah. that these birds were used to deliver messages tied around their legs all the way back in ancient Egypt. And in more modern times, um, there's a man named Paul Reuter, 
who was the founder of Reuters Press Agency in the 1800s, he used a fleet of 45 pigeons to deliver news and stock prices between Brussels, Belgium, and Aiken, Germany. And Mm. no wonder Noah sent out a dove to search out dry land from his ark. He knew that she had the uncanny ability to find her way back home. And I'm just going to read Genesis 8, 10 through Mm -hmm. 11. And he, Noah, waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. And the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. Oh, that's that's all. That's an amazing story, Micah, about the the doves, and it's true. Noah knew that that dove was going to be faithful. Yeah, you know, and it would come back and give the message uh, and the news that Noah needed to have. What else? Are, what are, are your favorite birds or fish, uh, Angelica? I know you said you had a special interest in fish. What's yes. What's one of your favorite fish? Well, one of my favorite sea creatures that I find for this season of my life is the sperm whale. Mm-hmm. Um, I've researched that it is the biggest tooth predator on the earth, meaning that like the males alone can grow to be from 52 feet long wow. or to 68 feet long. Um, also, it has like the biggest brain out of all the oh, animals, wow. <laughs> and this brain can weigh up to 18 pounds. Wow! wow. And another sounds inter- smarter than than, <laughs> than you, Micah. I mean, no, this is, wow, 18 pounds. 17 pounds. Oh, 17 pounds. <laughs> wow. And sperm whales are the third deepest diving mammal, so they can dive up to 7,000 feet deep. 7,000? Because wow. that's, that's more where, than a mile. Yeah, they, they mm. hunt in an area of the ocean called the twilight zone, which is where <laughs> the sun does not shine. Wow. wow. And they're, um, Amazing. they're known to eat um, giant squids, colossal squids, and one of the biggest fish in the ocean which is the mega mouth shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> they eat sharks. Yes, they eat sharks. And it's crazy because the amount of food that they require on a daily basis is up to two tons. Wow. A day. Wow. So wow. just think about like how the Lord has multiplied those, those that fish supply in the mm-hmm. ocean in yeah. order to feed, to feed to one of food. these beasts alone, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, God cares for the sparrows, and he cares yes, for those big yes. fish, too. Yes. <laughs> wow. And also, um, the way they communicate is very interesting because each sperm whale has its unique click patterns. Yeah. And the click pa- the clicks that they, that they use to communicate can um, astound the prey and uh-huh. even kill the prey because of how oh. loud they are. Wow. So imagine the, the jet engine of a plane... It, the sperm whale is even louder than that. Wow. So That's incredible. Yeah, they're they're amazing creatures. And then talking about sleep, mm-hmm. um, did you know that sperm whales sleep vertically? No. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> there must be some explanation. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. And um when they sleep, they sleep in their pods, so hmm. you'll see multiple of them sleeping oh, wow. at a time and they only sleep for like fifteen to twenty five minutes. Because oh, they have to come up and get air, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So, dear friends, if, again, we can encourage you tonight, give us a call. Or if you want to join our conversation mm-hmm. and you have something else you would like to add, one of your favorite fish or fowl, give us a call at 929-333-3739. If we could pray with you. Remember, 
what the great psalmist said in Psalm 91. It says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Have you come to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your friend? He will care for you. I think God's care for for the, as you mentioned, caring for those mighty fi- fish mm-hmm. and providing all that food for them, and then caring for the sparrows. Yeah. And I, I read about a bird called the black pole warbler. Mm-hmm. Black pole warbler. Okay. This bird is a half an ounce in weight. Oh, wow. And it breeds across Canada and Alaska, in uh-huh. Alaska, yeah. flies all the way across Canada to the Atlantic Ocean. So it flies all the way east. Wow. Once it hits the Atlantic Ocean, it goes 2,000 miles to South America, wow. flying 88 hours nonstop. Not and I'm talking wow. about a bird a half an ounce in wow. weight. So wow. how does a bird a half an ounce weight fly thousands of miles yeah. without sleep? Another mm. animal that can do without sleep. Anyway, God is amazing, dear friends. God is amazing, and he can care for you as well. So we're going to go to a song right now, and we're going to play a beautiful song about about God's love and care that he is the creator of it all and we want you to give us a call right now at 929-333-3739 give us a call right now let us pray for you 929-333-3739 when nature's walls surround me, the hills of green around me, my place in all creation seems so small. A song within me raises, my heart is filled with praises, for Lord, you are creator of it all. Majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the
Praise God that He is our great Creator, dear friends, and He loves us. And He says, the Lord Jesus Christ says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. So give us a call this evening if you have any questions or you want to have prayer. 929-333-3739. We're talking about five awesome words on day five. The five words are creatures. God created the creatures that live, that move. He created with great abundance. He created great fish. And he blessed the fish and the fowls. Those five awesome words are the five features of the creatures he made on day five. So we're going to now, Micah, talk about how God created them abundantly. Mm -hmm. That third word. God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. So how is this literally and scientifically accurate and true? Yeah, well, it's amazing because the abundant life that God created in the waters can actually be observed. You know, science is uh, observable. So I've been fortunate enough to go snorkeling in Hanama Bay Nature Preserve in Oahu, Hawaii, which was created from a crescent-shaped top of an underwater volcano. And there's a coral reef there just yards off the water, and about 400 species of fish are known to inhabit the bay. And there are sea turtles, too. The minute your mask goes underwater, you can see colorful creatures of all patterns and shapes and sizes, and Angelica would love it there. Uh, You're you're literally face-to-face with the wonder of God's creation. And in terms of the creatures that fly above the earth, I haven't been fortunate enough to visit the Hula Valley in northern Israel yet, but it's on my list. And it's the same place that Joshua fought his last great battle against the Canaanites. Mm -hmm. And today... 500 million birds stop in this lush valley as they migrate between Europe, Asia, and Africa. So much like Israel itself, this valley is a crossroads to the world. And as I imagine the multitude of birds in all different species, I think of the verse Psalm 104:33, which says, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Because those birds, they sing, and we as humans will sing the praises of God as well. Yeah, and it's incredible when God says, let the waters bring forth abundantly. What's amazing is they have not yet discovered perhaps even half of the sea animals and and fish and and mammals that God has made. They're discovering Mm -hmm. new species every year, up to 250 or so of them. Like, and I did a little research on that and I found a deep sea Dumbo. It's an emperor Dumbo octopus that makes its home 4,000 feet underwater. It was discovered in 2021. So they're finding, so the abundance is incredible. They, some believe that there are between 500,000 and 2 million marine animals or, or fish or mm-hmm. organisms that are still unknown. unknown. So it, it's an abundance. And not only that, you know what's even, to me, another amazing uh, feature about this is that they're finding, sometimes they find things that they say, oh, that, that, that's extinct, right. like the koala can. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I saying that right, the koala can? That they, they believe that that koala can't lives like 66 million years ago. And it had become extinct. And then, oops, <laughs> we found it again. We found it. And guess what it looked like? What? Exactly what it, it looked oh. like 66 million years ago in an old fossil that oh, they wow. found. Yeah. It looks exactly, in other words, in all of that time, it didn't evolve into anything else. It was you know. still the same. <laughs> 
Did it live in the Twilight Zone? Yeah, it must have lived down there, down with that deep-sea Dumbo somewhere, 4,000 feet underwater in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. So God has done exactly what it says in the first chapter of the Bible, dear Mm -hmm. friends, is that he said, let these let these living creatures that's what he called them actually he doesn't call them fish on day five you know the word fish foul the word foul is used Mm -hmm. but the word fish is not used until later in the chapter Mm. he calls them living he calls them living creatures that move which brought forth abundantly after their kind and and they they moved in the water and so he brings forth these living creatures in the water as well as in the air. They live, they move, they're in abundance, and they're great in size. So mm-hmm. on day five, it says here, God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth. So Esther, could this have included these great whales, the dinosaurs also? Yes. Since I've been at Heritage Pastor, my thoughts on dinosaurs has definitely changed. Um, So as we look at the um, book of Job, verse uh, Mm 1, it describes in great detail the Leviathan, Mm -hmm. um, or in Hebrew, the Leviathan, um, which it means sea monster, dragon, or large aquatic animal. So uh, 41.1 says, Canst thou draw out Leviathan with a a hook, or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down? So Mm -hmm. saying, you can't even catch this, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Um, And then in verse 10 it says, None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? So that's before God. So this this creature is so scary, so Mm -hmm. fierce. Um, you can't really catch it. He, he talks about how strong um, this creature is. So I'm thinking a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. And can I say this? I don't know if I'm going to steal your thunder on this, but Job says this Leviathan is a fire-breathing yes. dragon. Mm-hmm. Con- were you going to say that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is amazing because, you know, we have stories of fire-breathing dragons, mm-hmm. but we have those stories because they're re- they have been real yeah. in time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what it says in job it says out of his mouth goes burning lamps and sparks yes. of fire leap out yeah that, that was cool. just an amazing description for uh, chapter 41 um but as i went back to answers in genesis mm-hmm. they also considered that uh the leviathan might also be um a, a dinosaur a seafaring dinosaur the chronosaurus Okay. Um, it looked like an enormous crocodile with flippers instead of feet. Mm. and Or they're saying it could be the body of an elasmosaurus, which um, was streamlined with paddle-like feet and a short tail. So some people think it looks like the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we think of when we see that. So, you know, it... Do you think the Loch Ness Monster... Oh, no, we didn't talk about this, but what do you think? Is, I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's I don't not know, go based there. on Leviathan. Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Brother Dennis can call in now. He's oh. very interested in oh, okay. Nessie, as he called <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely, I I now think yeah, definitely water dinosaurs are definitely could have been created on, on day five. Yeah, well, you mentioned the size and and the mm-hmm. amazing beauty of these sea creatures that are so large. Like even the blue whale, it it measures, I believe, up to ninety eight feet. You mm-hmm. know, the blue whales, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Micah, did you? Yeah, well, you know, some Christians would take the view that Genesis isn't talking about dinosaurs because the text doesn't explicitly mention them. 
But the text also doesn't mention sharks or dolphins or squid yeah. or shrimp. And the exact quote from the text is, every creature that moveth in the water. So if there are fossil records of dinosaurs that lived in the sea, which there are, then they're included in this category. So if some Christians think that dinosaurs were not created during the creation week, the obvious question I would ask is, well, when were they created? And this goes back to the discussion we've been having about creation versus evolution. And it's our position to say that you cannot have both. So you you believe in one or the other. If you believe in creation, then dinosaurs were created on days five and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Isaiah chapter 27 says, In that day the Lord with his sore and great and strong short sword shall punish Leviathan, yes. the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. So he connects Leviathan to this crooked serpent and to a dragon and that word dragon is the same word for whale mm-hmm. found oh. in Genesis chapter 1. And so this, this Leviathan falls into that category, if mm-hmm. you will, of, of this great sea creature of a, some kind of a whale, mm. a dragon, a Leviathan, a crooked serpent. So it's amazing. Praise the Lord. Psalm 148 verse 7 says, ye dragons. And all the deeps. Mm-hmm. And I believe Leviathan is found also in the book of the Psalms. Hmm. So God created creatures that were great in size mm-hmm. on day five. And then we see that God created the creatures that are blessed. As it says here for the first time, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. And of course, he's going to say this to man as well later on. God blessed The male and the female, Adam and Eve, in verse 28, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And he gives the same command Mm -hmm. to the fish and the fowls. And they literally have multiplied, you know. And so it's amazing that these are creatures, Angelica, that are blessed. So here's the first thing that God has said to bless, the fish and the birds. So why does he bless them? And what's the result of God's blessing upon them? Yes, yeah, so God blesses the fish and the birds so that they may be fruitful and multiply after their kind, meaning that fish will always bring forth fish and yeah. birds will always bring forth forth birds. Mm-hmm. So, um, just That's right. meditating on this passage, yeah. it made me reminisce back to high school when I visited um, an earth, um, sorry, not an earth, a whale exhibit at the Museum of Natural History. Yeah. And they taught the lie of whale evolution. So the way they say that whales came to be is that they first started off as a land-dwelling mammal Mm -hmm. that was kind of canine looking. Um, And then this this mammal started to adapt to life on land and also in the waters because um, when it swam, it, it it would paddle to swim. And then... After that, they lost their fur, and then they developed blubber to adapt to ocean life altogether. But then I remember as a teenager, unsaved, I remember thinking in my heart of hearts, like, this is this is unbelievable, this mm-hmm. is ludicrous, yes. like, yes. this can't be real, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thankful that um, the mm. Lord brought me to the truth later on in life, and no. I realized that that was a lie. That's right. You know, it says right there, as you well said, and you so simply said it, that birds bring forth birds and fish bring forth mm-hmm. fish. And that's that's just science. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. science that we 
see and experience and it can be it can be tested and it could be observed over and over again yes. and that's science yes. and first corinthians chapter 15 paul is in full agreement mm-hmm. with what moses wrote wrote like 2000 years or so before paul mm-hmm. when paul said all flesh is not the same same flesh for there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of beasts another of fishes and another of birds and so exactly what he says that they brought forth after their kind in this passage of scripture angelica did you want to yeah i just wanted to add something that sure. like the way i think about it is like me saying if my um if generations of my ancestors were li- lived by the ocean side and they mm-hmm. were like fishermen and fisherwomen yeah that's like you're saying like because they live by the sea over a certain amount of time, they will develop web feet and then web hands yeah. Yeah. and maybe like a pair of gills on their necks <laughs> yeah. so that they could adapt yeah, right. to ocean life. But you yeah. will never get that. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's so incredible, Angelica, that even though you were unsaved, even though you weren't a Christian, you still went to that exhibit at the museum and you were like, this just doesn't make yeah. sense. Just on a logical level, it doesn't make sense that evolution started in the water and then eventually this organism crawled out of the water yeah. became something like a dog and then crawled back into yeah. the water and became a whale it just doesn't logically make sense but when we think of the blessing of multiplication you know we know that in ancient times it was considered a blessing to have children you know the bible is full of stories where barren women eventually do bear fruit by a miracle of god so remember sarah and abraham and she was barren and then their son isaac had a wife named rebecca and she was barren And then their son, Jacob, had his wife, Rachel, and she was barren. So there's this long list of the miracles of God giving fruit, and that was considered a major blessing. There was also Hannah, Samuel's Mm -hmm. mother, and then Samson's mother. Over and over, God blesses these couples with children and miracle children, in fact. And the point that to be fruitful and multiply is a blessing, it's just carried from Genesis 1 all the way through the whole Scripture. That's right. And I've often prayed with people who were trying to have children yeah. and they were not able to have children. And God has answered my prayers a number of times. Wow. And even with my yeah. son. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and then mm-hmm. they ultimately had twins. <gasps> mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Jethro in the Philippines, I prayed with him and his wow. wife. And there was another family in our church. And what mm-hmm. a blessing to yeah. pray with wow. them and pray for God to bless them mm-hmm. with life mm-hmm. and with, to pro- be able to procreate. And that God hears and answers that prayer. And so, dear friends, maybe you're out there, you're trying to have children, and you want us to pray for you. Give us a call right now at 929 333 3739. Or maybe you just need the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. That's what the Bible says. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. He adds no sorrow to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I even think about how God blessed the fish and the fowls and God blessed man and Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. And being fruitful is not just having children. Right. Be fruitful in your life, dear friend. Bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. And yeah. I love how, how Aaron did that blessing for Israel. And I want to put a blessing on all our New Yorkers tonight. Uh, even those listening outside of our New York City, I want to put a blessing on you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. As Aaron said, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Whatever you're going through tonight, may the Lord bless you with his peace and with his face of love and joy shining upon you. Mm -hmm. He cares for the sparrows that fall. He will not forget you either, dear friend. 
And if we can encourage you, 929-333-3739. Esther and Jessica are here to receive your call. So the Bible, and I've mentioned a few verses in the Mm -hmm. Bible, but the Bible is rich Mm -hmm. with Scripture talking about the birds and making application to Mm -hmm. us, to our spiritual lives. So let's just go around the table, and Micah, we'll we'll start with you, if that's okay. And if you could just share a verse of Scripture that you love that relates to the realm of birds or fish or Mm -hmm. nature. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing I think of is when Jesus told his disciples that he would make them fishers of men, and then that fish symbol... You know, just some historical research. Mm. This it was a secret symbol among Christians at first yeah. to identify one another, and then we even today, you know, you can be driving down the highway and you see the fish symbol on the back of somebody's yes. car, and it identifies that at least they, you know, yeah. are telling you that they are a follower of Christ. But one um, section of the Bible that comes to mind also is Matthew six twenty-five through twenty-six, and I'll just read. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, um, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on, it is not the life more than, is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? So this is a big one because more and more people than ever are living with a debilitating anxiety, fear, and worry. And there's been a huge uptick in general levels of unhappiness. I saw a survey just last week. It said the University of Chicago said that they have been studying happiness for more than 50 years. And it just came out, their latest surveys showed that the number of people who consider themselves unhappy has jumped from around 10%, which Mm. was a pretty steady number, to around 25% during this pandemic. So Jesus, our creator, is telling us not to worry. That anxiety over what to eat and how to provide for ourselves is for the birds, so to speak. (laughs) And if only human beings could recognize that God takes care of his creation, as illustrated by his care of the fowl of the air, then we could live much more peacefully, happy lives. Yeah. Dear friend, rest in the Lord. Mm -hmm. That is so true, Micah, what you just said, and I've read different things like that over and over again during this pandemic we need to come back to god we need to open up our bibles again and begin to read the word of god delight yourself in the law of the lord meditate on his word dear friend day and night and god will care for you and i love it how there was elijah at the brook cherith and mm. what and it wasn't a dove you yeah, know it wasn't ra- a peaceful dove that came it yeah. was a scavenger that would just eat anything yeah god if god could use ravens yeah. to bring food to Elijah, not just once a day, Mm. but twice a day. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, twice a day, you know. So God could care for us, dear friends. Esther, what verse do you have for us tonight? Um, Actually, this is really great because creation started with um, the Trinity, right? They were all present. Mm, And so in Matthew 3.16, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him and we know afterwards that um god said upon him behold this is my son mm. in whom i'm yeah. well pleased mm-hmm. uh, but he we see the the dove right mm-hmm. again uh, i know micah spoke about it but they're a family of birds and again related to what we know as the pigeons so us new yorkers know yeah. about pigeons right <laughs> yeah. um they're small they're delicate they're resilient but they can survive and thrive in variety of environments like the cities or inhospitable they places. can eat mcdonald's food like yeah, every three times a day <laughs> yeah no. they can they can live in inhospitable places. Okay. So they are also nurturing family of birds. Um, both parents will care for their young. Yeah. 
And so now if we go back to the verse, right, in this incredible moment, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are present on earth Mm -hmm. at the same time. And Jesus is in his physical body. The Father speaks audibly for all present to hear, and the Holy Spirit is manifested like a dove. And this manifestation symbolizes peace, right? We were talking about anxiety and worry. Symbolizes peace comfort and the fulfillment of promises right so it's great to go from creation now to this fulfillment of promises and the dove is a bird of meekness and peace and it's a reminder that the holy spirit also dwells within us with that peace and meekness yeah and that reminds us that the peace we need comes from heaven we don't get that peace from Mm -hmm. this world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. angelica the scripture that i have is from matthew chapter 12 verses 39 through 41 and um it says But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater Jonas is here." So we see like how the Lord is sovereign over his creation and how he used the whale to um sober Jonas in his rebel mm-hmm. in his rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows how the Old Testament ultimately points to the Lord Jesus Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the yeah. sign of Jonas because yeah. he ended up laying down his life as a ransom for Amen. us sinners. Yeah. And He was buried and he was raised to everlasting life, defeating sin, death, and Satan and his minions. Yeah. Amen. Isn't it amazing that God could use a great fish to picture a cold grave? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Jesus came out of the grave. Jonah came out of the fish. Micah? Um, Well, just going back to what Esther was talking about um, with the doves, one, one thing that I was thinking as she was talking about that was, it's interesting that by contrast, Satan is the serpent. You know, he's mm-hmm. cunning and he's deceitful, where the Holy Spirit is this graceful, mm-hmm. peaceful, beautiful animal. But I have one more. It's uh, Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven. It says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. So this is Jesus talking here, and it shows us how his desire is to display his loving tenderness and protection toward his people. Jesus is a man, and God is always referred to as a he, but there is a nurturing aspect to Jesus' personality, which is illustrated by this mother hen and her chicks. And we must remember that the reason the hen treats her chickens with such love is because God gave her that instinct. He ignited that feeling of emotional connection and protection in her. In other words, when a mother or father acts in love toward their children, that is an expression of God's love. And I'll read Psalm 91, verse 4. It says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall Mm. be thy shield and buckler. Amen. 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 And that reminds, so that just kind of brings us toward the end of the program that he says, come, I will gather you and I will protect you and I will provide for you and I will be your peace. You know, when I think about fish, I I just thought about that fish since it's tax time coming up (laughs) and uh, I, I was working on my taxes this week. And remember, the disciples couldn't pay their taxes. So Jesus said, go and the first fish, not the second one or the third one, the first one you catch, open that up 
That's and the cool. money will be there. Yeah. God will provide for you. If God could use those fish to provide for the disciples, dear friends, we can rest in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come to Him. Let Him be your rest. Let Him be your peace. He is alive Amen. from the dead. God bless Amen. you. Have a great night. And visit Heritage Baptist Church. Check out our website at hbcnyc.org. And tell your friends to listen to the Heritage of Faith Conversation Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.